0: What's up, YouTube family? Welcome to the Linked Up Church online experience. We're so glad you've chosen to tune in. Before we jump into today's video, we want to remind you that this channel isn't just for adults. We have content for babies in the Little Linkland section, kids in the Linked Up Kids section, and relevant services for your teenagers from the plug. So grab the whole family because we're about to get started. Be sure to subscribe to this channel so you never miss a video from us. And don't forget to share this video with someone who needs to hear an encouraging message. Let's jump in.
1: So let's go right to our foundation text in Ephesians chapter 2. Let's read verses 8 through 10. We're looking at how faith responds. We can't control what happens to us in life, but I how many y'all know we can control how we respond? Amen. Alright, and so how we respond is the issue. Not what happened to us, but how will we respond? Respond. Ephesians 2, 8 through 10 says, For it is by grace God's remarkable compassion and favor drawing you to Christ, that you have been saved, actually delivered from judgment, and given eternal life. Thank you, Jesus, through faith. And this salvation is not of yourselves, not through your own effort. Never forget that. But it is the undeserved, gracious gift of God. And he reiterates, not as a result of your works, nor your attempts to keep the law so that no one will be able to boast or take credit in any way for his salvation. Now, remember, if you didn't work for salvation, I mean, that's the toughest thing he could do for us. So if we didn't have to work for that, then why are we working to get healed? Why are we working to get our needs met? Right. I just want to make sure that that sinks in. So if we didn't have to work to get saved, all we had to do was believe. We've got to understand everything else comes that exact same way. All we have to do is believe. Verse 10 says, for we are his workmanship, his own masterwork, a work of art. Boy, you are a masterpiece. The master's piece. Man, don't you change nothing about you. God, you are perfection at its finest.
0: Yes, just work on being your
1: best you. From the inside out. That's right. All right, so you are his masterwork, his own masterwork, revealed and ready to be used for good works, which God prepared for us beforehand, taking paths which he set, so that we would walk in them, living the good life which he prearranged and made ready for us. How many of y'all believe God prearranged a good life for you? Right? He's a good God. He's a wonderful Father. So we know he did. He didn't wait for you to be born. He prearranged a good life but it's on a particular path so when you're not living the good life that you know he has for you just locate the path that you're on and, and check to see am I doing things God's way or am I doing things my way okay so things we've talked about up to this point number one faith responds by not trying to do what's already been done letter A are you trying to be justified by your works letter B have you been crucified with Christ letter C are you frustrating the grace of God? And let's pick up with number two today. Faith responds by not operating according to his word. Let's go back and look at 1 John, this world. Let's go back and look at 1 John chapter 5, verse four and five. I'm reading out of the New King James Version. For whatever is born of God overcomes the world. Do I have any born again believers online or in this building? Yes. So, I wanna, I wanna encourage your heart today. Whatever you're going through right now, you have already overcome it.
0: That's right. That's right.
1: It says, whatever is born of God overcomes. And that word overcomes is the Greek word nike or nike or nike as we know it uh, in our English vernacular. And it really means to gain a decisive victory. So, we're not just talking about you barely winning, we're talking about you winning and it is decisive, and it is clear. And that word world there is cosmos. So he's not talking about the world at large. He's talking about an orderly arrangement of things. He's talking about the world's way of doing things. He's talking about this world's system. Which is the, the, is, is a, it's in complete opposition with God. And we'll talk more about that in a moment. It says, and this is the victory that has overcome the world, even our faith. Who is he who overcomes the world but he who believes that Jesus is the Son of God? So again, it sounds too simple to be true, but the one that overcomes the world is the one that simply believes that Jesus is the Son of God. I believe Jesus is the Son of God, so I overcome everything he puts in my way. You believe Jesus is the Son of God, so you overcome everything that he puts in way in your way. Letter A up underneath that. Are you aware of the conflict between Christ and the world? Are you aware of the conflict between Christ and the world? Go with me to John chapter 16, and we're going to read verse 33 out of the Passion Translation. Are you aware of the conflict between Christ and the world? How many of y'all have ever felt like Man, nobody likes me. Raise your hand if you ever felt like that before. I can't seem to get along with a whole lot of people. Raise your hand if you've ever felt like that before. Well, you've got to understand the world hates Christ. And if you are in Christ, guess what? The world is going to hate you. Right? And you've got to learn how to embrace that because it literally comes with the territory.
0: So back to John chapter 1 John 5 4, Mm -hmm. you know, scripture is very intentional. And when it gets down to verse 4 and it says the whatsoever, we've explained it as he really meant whosoever. But see, the whole letter of First John has plenty of whosoever's in there. So when the translators got a hold of it, it wasn't a mix-up as to when to use whosoever or whatsoever. Now, it's the same Greek word. I want to spend some time on that whatsoever for a second because that whatsoever there, it, it, it's the same Greek word, pas, P-A-S, uh, as the whosoever, that's in verse one. But see, when the translators got hold of it, they looked at the context. And when he's talking about the context there, we love the children of God because we obey God and we love them, and to, and to love God and to love them means that we, we obey His commandments, right? So that whatsoever is, is actually translated as the word all. We can use all for things and we can use all for people, right? Right. How are you all doing? Good. Great. Give me all that tissue. Give right? It to Quick. No, don't give it to no, me. I don't need it yet. Yeah, Amen. And so what he's saying there when he says whatsoever, he's talking about every act, every thought, every request, every prayer, every uh, behavior, every attitude, everything that encompasses who you are and how you respond to the salvation that you've received in Christ, all of that as it is born of God as it is being renewed in the salvation package that Jesus has provided for you, he says, that's what overcomes the world. How many of you know that you can be a Christian and still have some stinking thinking? Amen. If you anything like me, you pray some false prayers. You pray some prayers that when you look back, you thank God it didn't happen because it, the, the prayers itself wasn't born of God. Do you understand? Yeah. We can live in such a way where we're righteous, yes, but we still have some shedding that we have to do. And it is in the shedding that we might not have the overcoming. But it is in the righteousness that we've received, and the revelation, and the transformation that we've received that we walk in that overcoming.
1: So good, so good. I'm through. <laughs> That's good. Though. Say it again. I am, I am an, overcomer. an overcomer. Say I'm better, I'm better than what I'm living right now. No, I'm Say devil. You're messing with the wrong one. You're
0: messing with the
1: wrong one. I'm not getting ready to just win. I'm
0: not getting ready to just win.
1: This will be. This will be. And is. And is A decisive victory. A
0: decisive victory.
1: In Jesus' name. In Jesus Go name. ahead and thank God in advance for it. Hallelujah. Go ahead and thank God in advance for it. It's okay to be confident in Christ Jesus. Just don't be confident in yourself. But be confident in Christ Jesus. John 16:33. Let's look at some of this conflict between Christ and the world. I'm reading out of the Passion Translation. It says, "And everything I've taught you, you're talking about the thoughts being born of God, everything I've taught you is so that the peace, and this word peace here is irony, and it means prosperity, it means quietness, it means to be set at one again, it means rest, right? He's talking about wholeness. So he says, "And everything that I've taught you is so that the prosperity, the peace, the quietness, the rest for your life to be put back together again, which is in me will be in you. So everything God teaches you through the word of God, how I mean know it is designed to produce prosperity, peace, quietness, rest, and to put your life back together again. That's right. He said, that's what's in me, and that's what I'm putting in you. Right? So notice what he says here, which is in me will be in you and will give you great confidence as you rest in me. Notice, when I know that I am in him and his peace is in me, that gives me great confidence towards him as I rest in what I'm trusting him to do for me in my life. How I mean, you know, rest is a sign of faith. Rest is a sign of trust. Rest is an indication that you've ceased from your labors, and you've cast all of that over on God, and you know that with great confidence, not only will God come through, but God has already come through. And you need to start ordering your life like He's already done it. You need to start setting things up like you have the victory that you prayed for. You need to start walking in the direction that you believe He's taking you in with extreme confidence and a rest, knowing that you will get to your destination. Notice what he goes on to say here. For in this unbelieving world, you will experience trouble and sorrows. No amens. I'll read it again. For in this unbelieving world, you will, not might, you will experience trouble and sorrows. All right, Four amens that time. For in this unbelieving world, You will experience trouble and sorrows. But folks, I got good news for you. But you must be courageous. I mean, you've got to face your troubles and your sorrows with courage. Right? You must be courageous. Look at what he said. For I have conquered the world. Right, that's right. And guess what folks? Because he conquered the world, guess what? You have conquered the world. And you should be able to stand and look lack right in the face, look sickness and disease right in the face, look poverty right in the face and say Jesus has already conquered you. I am in Jesus and if he conquered you, then I have conquered you as well and then walk with your head up high and with your shoulders back, knowing that you have the victory. Not with some kind of self-confidence, but we learned a new word in our staff devotion on this past Friday. Have a Godfidence about you. G-O-D-F-I-D-E-N-C-E. Have a Godfidence about you. I love it. I love it. That this will work out for my good. That's right. I need a little bit more victory in this room today. I said, I need a little bit more victory online today. I said, this will work out for your good because he conquered, you conquer. First John, uh, James chapter four, verse four. We're talking about the conflict between Christ and the world. Now watch this. Now these are what I call healthy warnings. James 4, 4, the passage translation says, you have become spiritual adulterers. What? Wow who are having an affair. See, you didn't know you could be single and still commit adultery. You're just doing it on God, not another person, right? Right. I used to believe this as a single person. I used to believe this. If God can't keep me, I can't be kept. I believed it this way. So if I sleep with a female, I've committed adultery on God. And if I do that to God, how many know there's no female on this earth that has a chance of me being faithful to her? Amen. See how you have to approach that? Let's look at this. Let's get into this a little bit since I see the enthusiasm and excitement out there. It says you have become spiritual adulterers who, have, who are having an affair, an unholy relationship with the world or cosmos, with this world system. Right? So, when you go into a dealership and the only thing you're focused on are the payments and not affordability, how I many you know that's an unhealthy relationship with the world? Yes, it is. Uh-huh. When you allow them to talk you into buying something that the numbers say you can't afford. That's right. That's
0: right.
1: Amen. Amen. How I many you know anytime I purchase a home and I can't enjoy the home, God didn't give me that home?
0: That's right. That's right. That's right.
1: I'm talking about flirting with the world system. Anytime I go to week, work for 40 hours a week and I still have more bills than I have income to pay them, how many know I have an unhealthy relationship with this world? Amen. I'm out here trying to live a lifestyle that I can't afford. Right. Amen. Amen. How many know we can't? See, we want to we keep up with the Joneses, but we don't understand the Joneses charged everything that's in that house. See, where we want to get the body of Christ to is we don't want to look like we have money. We want to have money.
0: That's right. That's right. That's right. I need a little
1: bit of better amen. I, I need an amen online right now. We don't want to look like it. We want to actually have it, right? Let's keep reading here. This is interesting, powerful, powerful statements here. The love of the Father and the love of the world. I'm sorry, James 4.4. Relationship with the world. Don't you know that flirting with the world's values places you at odds with God? Whoever chooses to be the world's friend makes himself God's enemy. Mm. Notice it didn't say God made him. God is not your enemy. That person made themselves God's enemy. God loves you unconditionally. So I want to challenge somebody in here. Some of you are watching online, maybe sitting in this room. You are driving cars that are choking you. I have a word from God for you. Sell it. Some of you are living in houses that are choking you. I have a word from the Lord for you. Sell it. (laughs) I'm encouraging people online and in this building right now to simplify your life. You don't have to impress anyone at any time. Learn to live for an audience of one. Pay off your credit card debts, pay off your vehicles, pay off your houses, live below your means. You cannot take any of this stuff with you anyway.
0: And the reality is there's no amount of money in the world that can buy you your healing. There's no amount of money in the world that can buy you your peace.
1: And and think about that. And then when I spend too much money, the stress that's caused from that, Takes away my healing.
0: That's right. That's right.
1: That's right. 1 John 2 15 through 17. I'm just going to read this real quick and turn it over to my wife because I think you all get it today. You can date your way or you can date God's way. Amen. I was reading an article this morning in Family Life Today and cohabitation, that's people living together prior to marriage, the divorce rate is higher for them than people who don't live together prior to marriage. Thought I'd get a little better amen than that in church today. All right? So, it's important to note that regardless of what the world's doing, God's way is always better than the world's. Always better than the world's. That's right. I'm challenging you. Put more faith in your giving than you do your 401K program. Because it's going somewhere that moss can't eat it up. Rust can't destroy it. Come on, somebody here. It's eternal yes. when you value God over other things. 1 yes. John 2:15 through 17 says, don't set your affections, talking about this in the uh, social or moral sense, passion translation, of your heart on this world. See, don't let your heart get caught up in this world. You all do know the iPhone 10 works just as good as the iPhone 12. Hello. So you don't have to have the latest and the greatest if the one that you have works just fine. So don't set your affections, your heart on this world or in loving the things of this world. A $5,000 car with low miles on it is just as good as a Lamborghini. Guess what? They all do the same thing you stick a key in them or you press a button, they start up and they take you from point A to point B and back to point A again. Whether you pay $200,000 for that or $5,000 for that, the car is designed as a means of transportation to take you from one location to another. Don't get caught up in all of that. For the love of the Father and the love of the world are incompatible. For all that the world can offer us, The gratification of our flesh, the allurement of the things of the world, and the obsession with status and importance. None of these come from the Father, but they come from the world. This world and its desires are in the process of passing away. But those who love to do the will of God will live forever. The wisdom is right there in that verse, folks. When you sacrifice doing things God's way for a love of the world, how many know then it passes away, and then we pass away right along with it? But when we decide to do things God's way, not only do we get to live forever, but guess what? He's going to give you the things you want to enjoy anyway. See, the blessing of the Lord, it makes rich, and it adds no sorrow to it. When God gives it to you, you will enjoy it.
0: That's right. You know, and a lot of times people get a little too stringent in trying to separate the world and the, you know, and, and, and the kingdom of God. It's God's system. It's okay for you to enjoy nice things, but obtain it by way of God's system. Right. It's okay for you to live in a big house, but live in that big house according to God's system. It's good for you to date. Even online dating in some cases, if you're letting that, but do it according to God's system. You understand? And
1: don't it, if you're doing it online, don't get lost in the photos.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Lord. You know, raising kids.
1: I just let I leave that alone right there. I leave that alone.
0: Raising kids. It's okay for you to get your kids involved with, you know, there's people, I, I don't let my kids get involved in clubs and, and fraternities. or. <laughs> That's not what we're talking about. When you're raising your children, bring them up in the nurture and admonition of the Lord so that when they are old, they will not depart from it. So even in raising your children, there's God's system as to how you do that, amen? Now that brings me to part B of number two. Number two is talking about faith response by not operating according to this world system. So part B of that is are you operating or functioning or fighting for victory or are you Maintaining your victory. So, are you fighting for victory or are you maintaining your victory? There's, There's two different things there. There's a, yeah. There's a difference there. Now, you know, you see, we're wearing this veteran uh, vet, uh, vets in the know shirt. Shout out to our connect group, vets in the know. If you're a vet or you're a amen,
1: you look good in that t shirt too.
0: You look good in your t shirt. If you're a vet, we salute you. And if if you're a part of Linked Up Church, or even if you're not, you're encouraged to be a part of Vets in the Know. And they are exactly that. They are a group of people with access to civilians who work as well as vets who work on behalf of veterans, making sure that they are fully ins- uh, knowledgeable about their benefits and all the things that this country provides for them. But you know, we've been through several wars, I and mean, how many of you look at like looking at old war movies, Black Hawk Down, and and you know, you look at these war movies. We loved. I I, I was just brought up on it. I I was forced to watch Mash every time it came on. How many of you remember Mash?
1: Some of these young folks. Some of are,
0: y'all like mashed potatoes? potatoes. That's mashed potatoes.
1: <laughs>
0: <you. laughs> I mean, I was brought up on MASH. I was brought up on, um, what, what's the one guy? Hogan. Hogan's Heroes. My word, I was brought up on Hogan's Heroes, even to, the, to recent day uh, war movies. And we know when we look back on those movies, we know that at the end, most part, we won that war. Right. But how many of you get really emotionally anxious and caught up about what happened? You know how it ends, but you 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 know how it ends, but you're like, oh my gosh! And sometimes we'll see these war movies, and in some cases there were some defeats in those war movies, right?
1: Yeah, casualties. Yep.
0: There were casualties. There were some defeats. There were, there were some battles that were not won, right? Even the Civil War that happened here in the United States, right? But we knew we won, but we still get caught in the process when we're looking at these movies. So, you know, so this means that, you know, I I use that example not only in honor of Veterans Day, but as Christians, how many of you believe that you're going to make it to heaven? So then, why are we, so I bid you this question, I bid you this uh, declaration. I declare that you place yourself in a position where you're maintaining victory because at the end, you know you win anyway. Amen.
1: So, so don't get rattled if life hits you.
0: Don't get rattled, because it's gonna hit you. Right. Um, so, you know, so how do we do that? Because I, I, I lived with a lady, a family, um, when I went to Rhema, and I, I tell you, she, she was awesome. She was probably the most humble and sweetest woman in the world. I love you, Sharon, if you're looking. And, I, I, you know, and this is a little family from Newark, New, uh, Newark uh, Ohio. And um, you know, I had never lived with a Caucasian family. So I'm living and I'm like, wow, there are some cultural differences, but we're so much alike. And she, she would say, why would I even get caught up in this type of stuff? It doesn't matter. Jesus is still Lord. And so she would never allow herself to get rattled. And so this means, well, how, do, how do we not feel like we got to respond when someone's disrespecting us? How do we, you know, there's a song out there, Don't Try Me, Try Jesus. (laughs) Anyone who has made that their declaration, guess what the enemy is about to do? Try you. Try you on every front. Right? So this means that we have to redefine our thoughts into our actions, and 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 this is absolutely necessary, not just by what you're taught, but what you receive and ingest as being truth. You will know where you are in the things of God by way of what you've ingested and received as being truth. What is truth? The word of God is truth. So what does it practically mean for us? It means conformity to fact or reality. Exact accordance with that which is or has been or shall be. Truth is sustained throughout time. Consequences, circumstances, situations, people, time does not change truth. So we might have a truth, but if it's, uh, if, it's, if it's based on what's happening, then guess what? It's not going to outlast time. Now, I'm going to read to you in Ephesians because what God has done, he is so faithful that he used his disciples over and over again to pin instructions on how to work and live in this life maintaining victory. They never tell us what to do to go get the victory because Jesus gave us the victory already. But they tell us over and over again what to do to maintain this victory. And one of the best summaries is found in Ephesians chapter six. So if you would, turn with me to Ephesians chapter six. I'm going to read from verses 10 through 18 in the Passion Translation because it is so eloquently and so precisely given. I don't think you can err, make a mistake, misunderstood what's being said here. It's just a matter of us being diligent and committed and loving God enough to say, I'm gonna do it. And not only am I gonna do it, but I'm going to commit to it. Yeah. You know, we were, we've been talking about debt, um, uh, you know, in the past couple of uh, services. And last week, well, of all that we was talking about, I, I have mentioned that debt is like a pimp. And the person that's in debt is like the prostitute. Right? And so all too often we get caught up and we, we will go to work to make that money, most times to pay that debt. We will do what we got to do to get where we got to go. But if you really want to live a life that's winning, then you got to do what you got to do to get where you got to go.
1: That's right. Babe, that's if a good just, point. I just want to add here. When we, when we first, and we give God all the glory for this, but when we paid our first house off together, I woke up that morning. And I said to her, I don't even know if you remember this. I I, said to her, I said, baby, I'm going to work today because I want to, not because I have to. And that's a different feeling right there, right? That's a different level of freedom that God wants us all to get to. You You will get there. I said, you will get there. I said, you will get there. Where you wake up in the morning and you say, I'm going to work today because I want to, not because I have to.
0: That's right. You know, and I, and I just sense that there are people out there that you have dreams of owning your own business. You have endeavors, witty inventions, and innovative thoughts that you want to create into business. This is a passion that's deep within you. But you can't because you're looking at the financial Uh, your financial situation. The first step would be to minimize your outgo. And minimize your outgo so that you, I mean, first step actually would be honoring the the kingdom of God and doing things God's way. But you want to work diligently towards minimizing your outgo so that you have the liberty to walk in the purpose and the fullness of what God puts you in the earth
1: to do. And just add to that, your first business is your personal finances? That's right. You'll never do better in your business That's than you right. do doing your personal. That
0: finance. is the gospel, right your there. Your
1: business will look like your personal finances.
0: Yeah. So if we, if you can't grapple and t- take command of your personal finances, you will find yourself robbing Peter to pay Paul all throughout your businesses. Amen. So back to Ephesians chapter six, verses ten through eighteen in the passion, it says, "Now, but my beloved ones." I have saved these important truths for last. Be supernaturally infused with strength through your life union, your relationship with the Lord Jesus. He says, stand victorious with the force of his explosive power flowing in and through you. We can't stand victorious unless we know we're victorious, right? So he's telling us to maintain position. Maintain your victory. Put on God's complete set of armor provided for us, provided is past tense. He's already given it to us so that we can walk in it. So that you will be protected as you fight against the evil strategies of the accuser. The, The title Satan means accuser. Accuser of the brethren. Your hand-to-hand combat is not with human beings. We waste too much time trying to check other people.
1: We, say, we, say we waste again too much time. the people time. sitting all the way up there on the top row. They didn't hear you real good. Up we
0: there. waste too much time trying to check other people. Or even worse yet, we waste too much time trying to get too involved with other people's issues. He says your hand to hand combat is not with human beings but with the highest principalities and authorities operating in rebellion under the heavenly realms for they are a powerful class of demon gods and evil spirits that hold this world dark world in bondage which is why you want to separate yourself from the world's way of doing things. Because of this, because of this, because of the power that does exist in the world, he says, you must wear all the armor that God provides so that you're protected as you confront the slanderer. For you are destined for all things and will rise victorious. Right. Whatever situation you find yourself into, God says you were destined to go this route. Yeah. Whether it's by your own mishaps or whether it's just your your pathway towards victory. But he says, but he's giving you everything so that you can walk in the supernatural victory that he's already provided for you. Mm -hmm. He says, put on truth as a belt to strengthen you to stand in triumph. Put on holiness as the protective armor that covers your heart. See, how many of you know when you're doing things right because you know it's right and you're doing things within your power to honor God, it protects your heart. Yep. Guilt has a hard time creeping up on you. That's right. Shame has a hard time creeping up on you when you know that you've been operating in holiness. And I'm not just talking about the holiness of not having sex outside of your marriage. I'm talking about the holiness of keeping your tongue Straight. I'm talking about the holiness of keeping your attitude straight. I'm talking about the holiness of honoring God with your finances. I'm talking about the, hol- the the holiness that says I'm gonna love my brothers and my sisters even though they are not lovable right now. Holiness is honoring your marriage covenant. Mm-hmm. Yep. Amen. Amen. He says, "Stand on your feet, alert. Then you'll always be ready to share the blessings of peace." In every battle, in every battle. In other words, you're going to have some battles. Right. Take faith as your wraparound shield, for it is able to extinguish the blazing arrows coming at you from the evil one. He said the blazing arrows. Remember, he's the accuser. That's his name, Satan. Satan. The accuser. So he's going to try to make you think that you're less than you are. He's trying to go the, make you think that you're dumber than you are. He's, and you're not dumb. He's going, to make you, he's going to try and make you think you're deficient, that you're insufficient, that what you did is why you're in this situation. He's going to try to make you feel like you are not worthy of all that he has promised. And guess what? He will use people, even those that are closest to you, to feed that. Which is why he says, "Put on the shield of faith, because it's not about you anyway. That's right. It's not about you anyway. He says, "I've got you in the earth as my agent." Mm-hmm. And I'm going to accomplish my mission." That's right. He says, "In every battle, take, as, uh, take faith as your wraparound shields for it is able to extinguish the bla- blazing throws, arrows coming at you from the evil one. Embrace the power of salvation's full deliverance. Embrace the power of salvation's. Full deliverance, if you are born again, there is full deliverance available for you in whatever you are dealing with. That's right. He says, like a helmet to protect your thoughts from lies. That is what I just got through talking about, to protect your thoughts from lies. Amen. And take the mighty razor sharp spirit sword of the spoken word of God That's what will reconstruct your thought life. Mm -hmm. Pray passionately in the spirit, your main activity. Mm -hmm. That's your main, biggest, most advantageous, and most powerful battle plan is to pray in the spirit. Mm -hmm. Because praying in the spirit, you're praying out mysteries that you don't even know about. Mm -hmm. You're praying out situations that hasn't even broached your front door yet. He says, as you constantly intercede, With every form of prayer at all times, pray the blessings of God upon all his believers. So your prayers aren't just for yourself. That's right. But your prayers are for all of his believers. Specifically those that surround your sphere of influence. Now, you've got to understand that you are in a spiritual warfare. And that warfare is happening every single day. And guess when it starts?
1: As soon as you wake up.
0: As soon as you open your eyes but this does not involve you having to fight other people. This is you fighting the enemy that tries to dwell within you. Romans chapter eight, verse 37 in the Passion Translation. I'm reading Romans 37, I'm sorry, Romans 37 from the Passion. It says, I'm sorry? 837.
1: 837, what did I just say? 37.
0: I'm sorry, Romans chapter eight, verse 37. Yet even in the midst of all these things we triumph over them all," he says we win over every situation we win when that person hurt us and betrayed us we win when that person's put their mouths on our name we win when the boss don't want to seem to pay us what we think we're worth we win when we go back and get our education we win when we press through we win when we hold our tongue we win when we choose to love instead of bite back we win when we decide not 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 to uh not to act a fool when we have plenty of invitations to do so He says, we triumph over them all, for God has made us to be more than conquerors, more than conquerors, and his demonstrated love is our glorious victory victory over everything. You got to understand that you have three main enemies, three main enemies that you have been given victory over. The first one is sin. You've been given victory over sin. I don't care how hard you think it is to stop doing something even if it is addiction. I just got through celebrating somebody's, somebody's uh, 23 years of sobriety, being free from drugs. And on that call were several other people that were celebrating their milestones, free from it. Yeah. Amen? Amen. Nothing can have a hold on you so tight that God can't get you out of it. That's right. That's right. That's good. It's a, it has a hold because you've given it permission to have a hold. The second one is the world, the world system. is so easy to get caught up in the popularity and the demands of what this world says, the trends, and social media has made it rampant.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And the third enemy that we have, we've been given victory over is the devil, the devil himself, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. the devil himself. To be a conqueror, you must have taken over and understand this, to be a conqueror, you went into territory and you took over. Amen. You preside over. That's right, amen. You preside over. You didn't just, you don't just win and just walk around with a big old banner. You took over your opponent. You've gotten a decisive, as we, he just got through saying, a decisive defeat. You annihilated, you destroyed, you demolished with the intent to be rebuild whatever that enemy is. And God, regardless of what it looks like in your life, God has given you the ability to walk and maintain the victory that he's already given you. As long as you understand that in the in I win. If your projection is, I win, I'm gonna get through this, anyone who started college, started college with the thought that I'm gonna graduate, right? Anyone who had a child had a child believing that I'm going to bring this child up to be, they're they're going to be greater than I am. Right? They didn't have a child saying, oh, she's going to be addicted. She's going to end up doing this. No one ever had a child thinking that. And even if they did, they made different decisions to to secure that that child would have a better outcome. How much more God? How much more God, when he looks at his baby boy, when he looks at his baby girl and he says, listen, you win. You just got to believe it and live as if you're walking towards that, you're obtaining and seeing the victory.
1: That's so good. I love this statement here. We are in spiritual warfare. How I many y'all realize that? Every time you walk out your front door, you're entering into warfare. Right? Let's just make sure that the enemy is not entering me. I mean, I don't want to be counterproductive and take myself out of the battle by not believing in what God made me. So always make sure that the enemy is not inner me. Never be counterproductive and put yourself down. You are valuable. You are awesome. He died for you. Come on, somebody. Right? See yourself the way he sees you, not the way you see yourself. We're going to close right here. Faith in Jesus is the victory. Mm. It is not deep at all, folks. Faith in Jesus is the victory. I want to read 1 John 5:5 out of the Living Bible. If you're in a battle right now, raise your hand. If you're in any kind of battle, a financial battle a health battle, a relationship battle. Raise your hand online or do something to let me know. If you're in any type of battle right now, would you signify that by just raising your hand? If you're online, put the little raised hand up there. I've got a word for you, okay? And it's in 1 John 5, 5, out of the Living Bible. It says, for who could possibly fight and win this battle? Who could possibly fight? And win this battle. Now, what I want to make you all aware of: you don't just win the battle; you have to fight and win the battle. Amen. See, a lot of times we don't want to go through the fight to win the battle, but the fight is where you gain experience, where you gain wisdom, where you gain knowledge, and after a while, folks, it, it'll really prepare you for the next fight because your previous battles—how I many you know—they increase your your base of knowledge, and your experience in terms of knowing how to win. A lot of people want to win, but they don't want to fight to win. Now, the Bible tells us to fight the good fight of faith. So as she said, we're not wrestling against people. probably you know, it's a fight to keep believing what God said. That's
0: right. That's right. When
1: everything in my life looks the opposite of what he said right? That's a real fight to say, even though I don't understand it, even though I don't know how God's going to do it, God, I trust you and I'm going to do it your way anyway. That's the fight, folks. But who could possibly fight and win this battle? Watch this. I'm getting ready to show you who can fight and win the battle, except by believing that Jesus is truly the son of God. That word truly there is big. I mean, a lot of people will say, I believe in Jesus. Mm. But, how I many know, if you truly believe it, then you order your life accordingly. So I want to speak something over your life. The battle that you're in right now, I want you to understand something that you have to fight. And the way you fight is by getting up every day and finding out what God said about the battle that you're in. And then being willing to confess that out of your mouth and stand on it and don't don't do anything different than what he said about your situation. That's the fight, folks. And then if you're willing to fight, you've already won the battle. I'm going to speak that over your life. If you'll fight, you've already won the battle. I mean, if you wait till next Sunday to come to church to start fighting, you're going to lose on Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, and Saturday. Mm -hmm. You've got to get up every day and put on that armor and be willing to fight. That's right. Folks, I've learned throughout the course of my life, I just came out of a fight. Guess what I'm heading towards? Another fight. So I've learned to not even get comfortable, not even rest. Because I know the enemy is just ducking away and waiting for a more opportune time to come back and attack me again. So how many you know the time, to, is if you stay ready, you don't have to get ready. That's right. When he show up, you'll know how to knock his teeth out with the word of God. Let's all stand to our feet. Did you all get anything out of this today? All right. Did you all get anything out of this today? I want you to stand to your feet. And I want us to make some declarations from our heart from what we just heard. I want you to put your right hand over your heart. And I want you to repeat this after me. If you're watching online, I want you to stand up if you're able, wherever you're at right now, put your right hand over your heart and let's make these declarations together, okay? So that we're just not hearing this, but we're making a commitment to do what it is that we've heard. With your hand over your heart, say this with me. Say, I will. I will. Not try to do.
0: I try to do what God what God has already done i already gonna say these
1: like you mean them say i will i will not try not try to be justified to be justified by my works by my works say i will i will crucify crucify my flesh my flesh daily daily say i will i will not frustrate not
0: frustrate. the grace
1: of God the
0: grace of God say i will i will not put not put this, put
1: this world's ways this world's ways above God's ways
0: above God's ways say i will i will fight
1: from victory
0: fight from victory not
1: for victory not for victory say i receive i receive his peace his peace and i will and i will rest rest with great confidence with great confidence in christ in christ last one say this one with everything that you have say my faith
0: my faith in
1: jesus christ alone in
0: jesus christ alone gives
1: me the victory Say it again. My faith, my faith in, Jesus Christ alone in Jesus Christ alone gives me the victory. Gives me That's the victory. one for the Father, one for the Son, now one for the Holy Spirit. Say my faith, my faith in, Jesus Christ alone in Jesus
0: Christ alone gives me the victory. In
1: Jesus' name. Do you all believe that today? Come on, I asked a question online and in this building. Do you all believe that today? right, so whatever battle you're facing right now, if you believe you've already won, would you just give your best victory shout this morning? Come on, give it online, give it in the room. Father, we honor you, we glorify you. We shout hallelujah, because we have won the victory over every battle that we are facing, and that we will face in the future. Come on, somebody praise God like you mean it out there. Don't just go through the motions, folks. This is reality here. And we win. Not because of anything we've done, but because of everything that He has done. Yes. Hallelujah. Let's just lift our hands to the Father online. Just begin to worship Him right where you're at right now. Father, I pray for every person that as the battles and storms of life hit them, Father, they will discipline themselves to respond in faith and not in fear. They will respond according to your word and not the world's ways. Father, my prayer for them is that they will have a full understanding of how much it is that you love them and how unwilling you are to let them lose any battle that they will ever face. May they walk out of here with an extreme confidence and rest knowing that you have already provided every victory that they will ever need in this life and in the life to come. In Jesus name, amen and so be it. Now while you're in this room and you're in that attitude of prayer or you're watching online and you're in that attitude of prayer, God loves you, and we love you too. God's greatest desire is that you become a part of his family. How do you become a part of the family of God? By accepting everything that he provided for you through his son, Jesus. It's as simple as confessing with your mouth and believing in your heart that Jesus is the son of God and that God raised him from the grave. Maybe you're watching online, or maybe you're in this building, and you know your life or the life that you've been living hasn't been pleasing to God. But I want you to know God still loves you. God's not mad at you. God's just simply waiting on you to return so that he can restore back to you everything that you lost while you were out there. See, it's the goodness of God that leads men to repentance and women. Won't you let God be good to you today by coming back to Christ? So I've given two invitations in the room and online. First was to give your life to Christ. Second was to come back to Christ. I want everyone online and in the room to just put your hand over your heart, and I want you to repeat this prayer after me. Say, Dear Heavenly Father, I believe that Jesus Christ is the Son of God. I believe that He died, rose from the grave, and He is alive right now. Lord Jesus, come into my heart and save me now as a result of what I've confessed with my mouth What I believe in my heart, I am right now born again and in right standing with God. And all my sins are forgiven in Jesus' name. Praise God. Can we just give God glory and honor and praise for that today? My wife and I, we believe with all of our hearts, someone watching online and someone in this room, you prayed that prayer sincerely from your heart it would do heaven's heart heaven uh, heaven and god's heart uh, a lot of good as well as my wife and i if you would just take your next step if you're watching online and text get connected to 94090 if you believe you prayed that prayer sincerely from your heart take that next step and text get connected to 94090 once you do that we also have a gift that we would love to get in your hand Thank you so much for watching our online service. We certainly don't take that for granted. And if you enjoyed today's message and you want to get connected with us, we encourage you to become a part of our online community.
0: That's right. And you can do that by subscribing to our YouTube channel, sharing this video with a friend and following us on social media. Don't forget to meet us right here on this channel every Sunday for our services.
1: If you desire to help us reach more people just like yourself and advance the kingdom of God, then click the give button now. This will allow us to connect more people to God, their families, their purpose and their communities.
0: Thank you again for watching our service on today and we'll see you next week.